Welcome to the FHE Podcast, hosted by Amy and Maddie. We are the Fruity Horny Exmos. Hello. Hello. <laughs> wow, our first episode. Wow. It's uh, exciting. Yeah, very also, exciting. Also nerve-wracking a yep. little, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Well, welcome to the FHE Podcast, <laughs> um, our first ever episode. Where are we right now, Maddie? We are in a cute little cabin in Colville, right? Yeah, Colville, Utah, which <laughs> is like 10, 20 minutes north of Park City yep. to celebrate our 10 months. Yeah. Cute. Cuties. So, the FHE podcast, Fruity Horny Exmos. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, for one, we're gay. As hell. Yes. I was going <laughs> to say, we are swearing on this podcast, <laughs> obviously. So, um, And then, you know, we want to talk about sex education. That's right. And then, obviously, we're ex-Mormons as well. So It works out. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> um, trifecta in my yeah, experience. Agreed. You know, obviously, as Maddie said, we're both gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are both just super sex positive. So, um, and both ex-members of the church, so it's just kind of a match made in <laughs> the heaven. The LDS church. The, yes, oh, sorry. To I be mean, specific. if you know the term exmo, then you know. Yeah. But for anyone who is not currently or has ever been affiliated with the LDS church, um, that's what exmos means, is uh, ex-Mormons. Yep. Okay, well, um, let's introduce ourselves. So, my name's Maddie, (laughs) Um, and I grew up in Utah, which is where a lot of members live, Mm -hmm. and the church is involved in lots of education and politics, so that's super fun. I'm the oldest in my family, so I've always kind of been expected to be the perfect example, which... I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Who is? (laughs) um, So that's hard for my family to accept uh, sometimes. But yeah, so I think that's interesting being a Utah Mormon. You know, there's lots of really specific experiences that go on here. So, but I was like pretty devoted throughout my life until, I mean, in high school, I was like, exposed to different people um, who were not part of the church, but it still took me until, like, last year, really. It's like 2021. Yeah, 2021, to actually work my way out. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Life's way, way better now. (laughs) Totally. Well, on the flip side, I'm Amy, and I'm not from Utah. I'm from Ohio, Um, Which, if you are familiar with the LDS faith at all, you know Ohio was a pretty important part of church history. So I have a different experience growing up in the church than Maddie does, but I do think it'll be interesting to kind of compare our experiences growing up um, in these two different states that have some kind of weird tether through the church, Mm -hmm. you know. So I was... Also raised in the church, obviously, like I just said, but uh, my parents were both converts. They were both Catholic before they met um, the missionaries to get baptized um, in their like early 20s. So they both got baptized 
before they even met each other. Um, they met each other in the local singles ward in Ohio, um, which was actually the same ward building that I grew up in, <laughs> was the YSA ward that they met in. Um, and they got married and had eight kids, and I'm the youngest, so I don't know really <laughs> how to compare my experience with yours in terms of sibling order, but I don't really know what was really expected of me aside from following the rules. <laughs> so I'm pretty much just did that to keep the peace uh, with my parents. And I've actually been previously married, got married in the LDS temple. My ex-husband, he's a great guy. I just didn't know how gay I was. Um, (laughs) I didn't want to be a member of the church, but I didn't know I had autonomy. (laughs) Weird. Weird. (laughs) To think about. Interesting. And so, you know, that just wasn't really conducive to stay together and so I got divorced I left the church I came out all within the span of a year or two and it's been so much nicer Um, I have actually removed my records from the church which that doesn't mean you know I'm officially ex-Mormon I was officially ex-Mormon when I stopped going to church and did not have a plan to go back started doing research, things like that, just to, you know, throw that out there. You don't have to officially remove your yeah. your name from the church records yeah. to be an ex-Mormon. Mm-hmm. Which I haven't done yet. Yeah, and it takes It's a time. journey. Yeah, it, it really is, though. Like, we're both in a similar ex-Mormon group on Facebook called Faith Journey Meetups, and I love that they say Faith Journey. I think before, before I went through anything... I really only heard the term faith crisis, yeah, which just really puts a negative connotation on what you're going through. It does, yeah. But it is a journey. Uh-huh. For some people, the journey is, you know, learning what you do and don't believe, you know, aside from the church's values. But some people just want to <laughs> not be a part of the church anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, I really appreciate that group and that term, but it totally yeah. is a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took me like two years to remove my name from the records. So there's, it just takes as long as it takes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, honestly, yeah, it totally does. And I think especially with the expectations that you, you know, previously Mm -hmm. described. Yeah. It makes sense. (laughs) It's it's a little um, more. Yeah. It's just very final. Yeah, it really is. And even though it's like you aren't. Yeah. Even though I haven't gone to church in over a year, (laughs) you know. More than. More than over a year. Yeah. 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 And I mean, <laughs> we're literally doing this podcast. <laughs> so, like, self, self-described yeah. Exmos, yeah. you know. So, but it, like, yeah. Just, it is a journey. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to talk a little bit about gay? Sure. Eh. Um, so, I didn't figure out that I was gay until my ex-boyfriend pointed it out to me. Um, <laughs> after I kissed my best friend. Just for fun. Um, and then I was like, oh, uh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And anyway, (laughs) so I came out to my family in the summer of 2021 Mm -hmm. and it was mostly received well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's been once again, a journey Mm -hmm. (laughs) with some of them. Yeah. The the theme of this podcast is a journey. (laughs) Um, but I mean, it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> as fine as it can I, be. Yeah, I mean, 
Amy's been very helpful oh. in that whole process mm-hmm. of coming out and things like that. So, but yeah, I would, I don't know. Labels, what are labels? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to have a label. Yeah. That's a, another thing, right? I it's like a journey. Amy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm an Amy sexual. I'm a Maddie sexual. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. I mean, you're queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that term. Yeah. I think queer really just describes it all. Yeah. So. I, I love the term queer. Yeah. So when I came out, I used the label bisexual at the time that felt right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never explored that part of myself when I was married in the temple. And the second I was married (laughs) to a man in a monogamous relationship, I just thought about women. (laughs) I, (laughs) not even joking, dreamt about women every night (laughs) of my marriage. (laughs) And it drove me insane because I was like, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to leave my, my current partner at the time, but I didn't know why it was like so heavy on my mind. So it ended up, you know, being a couple years journey for me to figure Mm -hmm. out, actually, I think I just want to date women or at least have the opportunity to explore that side. So when I did get divorced, it really was because mostly because I was gay. Yeah. And, you know, I did have the chance to explore that more before I met Maddie. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm just gay. <laughs> and something that I didn't realize, I didn't realize it'd be so hard to use the term lesbian. And and yeah. Maddie and I have, have talked about this before, but I think the reason there's that whole, like, stereotype of, like, bisexual people aren't real like you're just gay you're or you, whatever yeah just yeah, pick like one bi erasure is 100% real mm-hmm. and I and also, also sorry sexuality is a spectrum okay. yeah sexual <laughs> I don't know, apologize it is a spectrum <laughs> but I think especially in the situations we were raised in yeah it's, it's not something that's talked about yeah it's it's not and it's really kind of again final yeah. to it's one thing you can be a bisexual member of the LDS faith in a monogamous, like, heterosexual, temp- yeah, heterosexual relationship, temple marriage to a person of your opposite gender. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to super affect it, but dropping any attraction to men really just makes me become other mm-hmm. in terms of the LDS faith. So mm-hmm. that took me a while. When Maddie and I met, I think I was still using the term bisexual. Yeah. The label. Mm -hmm. So I really did like queer, though. Queer's always been, I mean, that's all inclusive, right? It's Mm -hmm. just anyone. Whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Anyone. Anyone. That (laughs) really, like, is questioning or, you know, just doesn't really know what their label is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't really need a label. That's fine. Yeah. Honestly. What are labels? Yeah. I think one of the terms that I did like that's not really a common label is homoflexible. That one's a weird one. It is a weird one. It's not really widely known. And basically it's like I'm 99% gay, (laughs) but there's a 1% chance that I could meet this perfect man that would hit 
every like tick every single box and <laughs> I'd have an attraction to him and I would I could be happy with him. But that's a 1% chance out yep. of 99%. And you know, honestly once I met Maddie <laughs> it didn't really matter anyway <laughs> because like we said I'm a Maddie sexual. <laughs> um, I'm an asexual. Yeah. <laughs> to give a little background of our relationship, <laughs> Amy and I met last July in 2021, mm-hmm. and we've basically been together ever since. <laughs> Inseparable. We joke that we were secret girlfriends for a few months yep. while I was finishing my sexuality journey <laughs> <laughs> with other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this weekend is 10 months. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that I really appreciate about our relationship is we we did not meet expecting anything other than <laughs> what like a casual makeout. Yeah. <laughs> and it barely. <laughs> yeah. It was barely even that on our first, first date that I kissed. So Ooh. like you like know. That, like that. You like I've that. kissed other yeah, girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and and that's what we were not expecting or looking for that at no, all. No, we weren't. I was post divorce <laughs> slutty phase. Yeah. As I affectionately yeah. call it. Post breakup slutty phase. Yeah, we were both in a slutty here. phase. <laughs> yeah. And we weren't looking for this. Yeah. But we found it. <sighs> and here we are doing we a did. podcast together. Wow. Folks. That's real love. <laughs> True. If we can make it through a podcast together, <laughs> we can make it through anything. <laughs> so we decided to do this podcast just because we don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of, you know, the intersectionality of yes. like queer and ex-Mormon Yeah, podcasts. specifically that. Um, like there's a lot of ex-Mormon podcasts. There's a lot of queer podcasts. Yeah. But I don't really know of any i mean and that's there's like a few there could be a few on the fringe that we're Mm -hmm. not really aware of but you know it's just an interesting little very specific (laughs) little niche group (laughs) of people that really can apply to this Mm -hmm. so i also think it's it's helpful in our deconstruction of our faith as well oh at least 100 percent. this is basically therapy (laughs) so yeah but we're planning on Lots of different topics. Yes. In this realm. Yeah. Of queer, sex positive, ex Mormon. <laughs> and this isn't in explicitly in our in our name, but we're both huge mental health advocates. Yeah. So that will also be a recurring theme. Because mm-hmm. I work at a treatment center. Yes. Um, and I am in school to be a social worker yeah. at the moment. So. <laughs> so we are mental health, mental health advocates over here, <laughs> obsessed with it, talk about it all the time. True. So yeah, so that's kind of the story of FHG, the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but let's delve into a little bit of FHG, the LDS <laughs> activity. Version. Yes, let's do it. Tell me all about it, Amy. The church came out with this article about seven years ago, so 2015, And it's talking about kind of um, how in 2015 there was two milestones for family home evening. Okay. Just going to kind of read a little bit of the history Mm -hmm. and uh, just to kind of see how FHE came to be. Interesting. In the faith. (laughs) In the LDS faith. In 1915, which honestly that kind of blew me away that it was that long. Yeah, I didn't know that it 
that's when it started. Yeah, like I I thought it would be like the seventies. Yeah, maybe like the fifties, sixties, earliest. Like yeah, church. Yeah, in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but no, yeah, nineteen fifteen. <laughs> so you know, over a hundred years ago. President Joseph F. Smith. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. And his counselors in the first presidency, they sent a letter to local church leaders. And I'm going to read the little sections of the letter that they have. So in this letter, it says, we advise and urge the inauguration of a home evening throughout the church, at which time fathers and mothers may gather their boys and girls about them in the home and teach them the word of the Lord. This home evening should be devoted to prayer, singing hymns, Your face is so funny. <laughs> you were just like, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, why must we, mm-hmm. why must every aspect of our lives be about church? That's Honestly. all that my face Yeah, no, was I, I could see that I on your face. I was like rolling my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go on. Yes. So this home evening should be devoted to prayer, singing hymns, songs. How is that not the same thing also? Yeah. Church at home. <laughs> Instrumental music. Okay. <laughs> Scripture reading, family topics, and specific instruction on the principles of the gospel and on the ethical problems of life, hmm. as well as the duties and obligations of children to parents, the home, the church, society, and the nation. Wow, this is a really hefty letter, Joseph. Politics, like I said. Mm-hmm. For the smaller children, appropriate recitations, songs, stories, and games may be introduced. Light refreshments of such a nature as may be largely prepared in the home might be served. This is the the final little paragraph in this letter. If the saints obey this counsel, we promise that great blessings will result. Love at home and obedience to parents will increase. Faith will be developed in the hearts of the youth of Israel, and they will gain power to combat the evil influence and temptations which beset them. Indoctrination, folks, at Mm -hmm. its finest. (laughs) I I just... (laughs) I think, again, I was raised by convert parents so that was not something that they were used to doing was fhe was having a family home evening because they had eight kids (laughs) my dad worked more than full-time my mom eventually after i was going to school when i was like five or six had to go and work so it was like so much was going on you have eight kids trying to corral them all and make another night be dedicated to the church when you already have Sundays you already have I mean a lot of Saturdays are given to clean the church to you know volunteer all that stuff Wednesdays you know youth activities youth activities like in uh was it is it the Relief Society night like enrichment night yeah enrichment I don't know if they call it that anymore yeah but but yeah I remember my mom going to yeah so it's like you know some like Thursday nights like like Four out of five nights. Where something's going on. And And so why not toss in Mondays? Yeah. And I was going to say, and in Utah, it's very common for your entire neighborhood, basically, to be part of it. So it's very social. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, experience. Yeah. Um, For sure. But I was going to talk about my family home evening experiences. Because my parents both worked when I was a kid. But we would still do something, usually. Um, but my parents have always been pretty chill about stuff. So, like, it was just my brother and I for a while, and um, we would at least, like, read a little scripture. 
and then like go on a walk or something. So we would, you know, it was kind of just like a family day for us. It yeah. wasn't always like super religious or mm-hmm. we'd go on a drive, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that sounds like pretty, I think all things considered having another church evening and that, that seems pretty relaxed, like on the relaxed end. My parents were really, I don't know. <laughs> I think they struggled keeping up with, like I said, the load of responsibilities they had. So FHE kind of came and went in my childhood. So when we did it, we like almost regimentedly, <laughs> is that a word? Regimentedly? <laughs> it is now. Um, did it. You guys know what I mean. But, um, you know, it was, we had like this binder. I think that the church had available for you yeah. to use. And mm-hmm. you would like, each week, it's like, this week's FHE, like, the leader's this person, the song's this person. Yeah, everyone had a, their little job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we would do that, but then it would just, like, slowly fall through the cracks. We wouldn't do it for a while. Yeah. And then usually, <laughs> we'd be in church, and there'd be, like, a talk about how important FHE is. And then suddenly, we're back into it. Yeah, that happened at my house as well. Yeah. With lots of things. Yeah. So, yeah. something that I wanted to say in regard to the letter that I, you know, the, mm-hmm. the excerpts of the letter I just read. And just in general in the church, there's so much stating of the importance of obedience for kids to their parents. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know if that's needed to be said, right? Like, yeah. your parents, if you're lucky, you have two parents to raise you, right? And there's nothing wrong with having one parent being raised by other family members, being adopted, honestly. Mm-hmm. Single parents, yeah. Like, all of that is completely valid. I don't feel like it's talked about enough, nearly enough in the church. Definitely not. At all. And there's that, I, th- I think it's one of the commandments. And they, I remember hearing about it all the time in primary. But they would always say, honor thy father and mother uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, even just in everything, it's mm-hmm. like, honor your parents. Mm-hmm. Obey your parents. Mm-hmm. And that is so messy. Where is yep. it, like, respect your children? Yep, it goes both ways, folks. Yeah. Apparently, I'm folks is my <laughs> I love that my catchphrase. It's, it's inclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. But yeah, why d- why is it only like one way? Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. <sighs> so that's just something that stuck out to me in those in the excerpts I already read mm-hmm. um, about it. But yep. Also, just like what blessings they yeah. always say. Where that. are they? Where, yeah, <laughs> where are they? Tell. <laughs> <laughs> What else? Tell me more. Okay, so 1915, Joseph F. Smith, the prophet of the time, sends out this letter to church leaders. It's like, do FHE, blah, blah, blah. Um, kind of like we just described how, at least in my, in my home and kind of in yours, how it just kind of like slowly faltered mm-hmm. a bit. You know, it started, it was still there, but it wasn't as important. It wasn't like made a priority. Mm-hmm. So in 1965, so 50 years later, mm-hmm. David O. McKay, gave renewed emphasis about FHE. So what a guy. What a guy. Um, <laughs> so that year, a family home evening manual was published with weekly lessons to be taught in each home in the church. The following year, parents were urged to strictly observe one night a week for family home evening and not allow anything else to conflict with it. Hmm. Yikes. In 1970, the weekly family home evening night was standardized throughout the church as being Monday evening. Oh, 
see, I told you something, something, something happened in the 70s. In, in no, the you were 70s. totally right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so all the meeting houses and temples were to be closed that night and no other church functions were to be planned to oh. conflict with it. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense because a lot of, yeah, because things are closed, obviously, yeah. but, and mm. uh, that practice persists to this day. Yeah, sure does. Interesting. I know. Well, our FHE will be a little bit different than that. Thank God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I I did also, I had found a copy of the Family Home Evening Manual Ooh. on the church website, and I thought it'd be fun just to like kind of like <laughs> see what some of the lessons are. Okay, let's do it. So <laughs> number one is building, the lesson one is building our family through home evenings. So already just perpetuating the practice and putting the welfare of the entire family mm-hmm. on family home evening. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's like the commandments are gifts from a loving father. I'm just going to kind of, yeah, like gross. <laughs> my eyes. Um, the gospel in our daily lives, studying the scriptures together. Like these are all different topics. Like I'm a child of God. I'm sorry. Like we, we get it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We know. We, we, how could we forget? Mm -hmm. That is what they just like beat into your brain as, as young as like four. Mm -hmm. And that's when you can remember, right? Like, they always are like, we're God's children. Yeah. It's like, so we need to do another activity talking about it. Like we should be aware, but that's just the whole thing is it's like constant conditioning. Yeah. It's part of everything, especially in Utah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because all your friends usually are part of it. You know, it's just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and I, um, another, see, this is what I love about our partnership in this podcast specifically and in life. But um, <laughs> in this podcast is we have so much in common, but we have so many differences of how we were raised. Because, like you said, you were born in Utah. Mm-hmm. I've grown up here your whole life. Your parents were already members of the church and their families were members. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back a long time. Yeah. And, you know, my parents were converts. I was raised in Ohio. I didn't go through the temple. I, yeah. I, yeah. Maddie didn't go through the temple in that way. I did. So it's like we have different experiences. Mm-hmm. I also went to BYU-Idaho. Yeah. So I've been to a church school. Maddie has luckily avoided that fate. No, I knew w- even when I was a kid that I didn't want to go to BYU. I so, love that for you. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't like the people like in my neighborhood mm-hmm. who went mm-hmm. and it was just like so basic. I was like, I'm not going to BYU. <laughs> I've always been a rebel. What can I say? That's true. From day one, <laughs> just a rebel. Yeah. I just like had no plans for college. So I just kind of fell into it because... Mm-hmm. I was like, what else do I do? Yeah. And I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, there's not. And I honestly, most for the most part, enjoyed my time there. I did not know I was gay. So that. that That's good. That I made think, all the difference. Honestly. <laughs> I thought I was straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were the days. Those no, just kidding. No. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. It was, it was a lot different then. But it's, again, it's just like different experiences. So, you yeah. know, I. Did they do that at Snow College? Do what? FHE. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So you kind of had like a weird, like, almost church school experience. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, obviously, it's Utah and it's Ephraim. Yeah. So <laughs> small town of Mormons. But yeah, it's not technically a church school. But I mean, snow. 
It's um, Lorenzo yeah. Snow and yeah. Arasta Snow. So, but yeah, we did have FHE and like, I think it was a few different apartments or something mm-hmm. in the complex I lived in. And we'd have like our FHE family and there was like the FHE, I can't even remember what they called them, but like one guy leader and one girl leader. Oh, we would, they were just called the FHE mom and dad. Okay. I think that's what it was, but I wasn't sure. So I, didn't I think say like it. technically when they were called to that role, I think they were just like a family home eating leader. Yeah. But like, yeah, the it, FHE mom and dad, but it was the FHE mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so weird. Yeah. But they, d- I mean, the ones that I had, we didn't always have activities. That's nice. But yeah, we, I mean, we would hang out with the, the boys downstairs and yeah, whatever. And we would go to the group ones. Yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah. Ours was yeah. like every Monday things in Rexburg, mm. Idaho were legitimately closed on Monday nights. Yikes. So you really <laughs> had no option but to sit but in to your go. apartment or to go to FHE. And yeah. it's like, and they would, cool. you know, just have every, they would like show up to your apartment and be like, why aren't you at FHE? Like it was like damn intense. That is intense. So yeah. And at the time, I don't know. It was, it was just the inflexibility, mm-hmm. right. Of, yeah, you have agency, but do you really? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's agency. If you follow our rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you come to FHE. Every Monday, mm-hmm. if you read your scriptures, if you pray, if you go to church every Sunday. Wow, that rhymed. That did. Mm, that like a little jingle. <laughs> a little, a little jingle. <laughs> and she did a little dance, but I that's did just do, for me. I did do a dance <laughs> just for Amy. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Here's a here's mm, a perfect. lesson we called can choose. We Can Choose. Interesting. And they uh, quote Helaman, fourteen thirty: "Ye are free; ye are permitted to act for yourselves." Huh? Huh? Are we? Are we? Interesting, because as soon as we choose anything else, yep, then no. But here's we are here's wrong. the kicker: the purpose of the lesson legitimately says, help family members understand that they have the agency to make righteous choices. Yeah, see, that's what it is. That's the problem. Do they? Do <laughs> they? I don't think that word means what you think it means. Yeah, church members, <laughs> like church, church. <laughs> I'm calling you out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, but yeah. That's the point of this podcast. Yeah, true. So if that's if that's not your vibe, why are sorry. you here? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of podcasts for you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly, it's it's about making the choices they want to make. Yep. That they that want they you want to make. you to make. Yeah. That they. Anyway, yeah, I will get heated. So sorry. That's the point. <laughs> that's the whole point. Yep. So yeah, that's super fun. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. So you know, even though I'm a good person, going, you know, I'm going to school. I have a good job. I help people, but because I'm gay and I don't go to church anymore, I'm a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> going, going straight to hell. Straight to hell. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> straight to hell. <laughs> But honestly, yeah, it's, that's what's wild to me is. Why does that matter? Why? Yeah. Why? I'm why a good do person. you? Yeah. <laughs> if you're a good person, then why does it matter? Like Who what you, love, you drink? Yeah. <laughs> what you, what you do, do in your you, spare time? Exactly. Like, honestly, why does any of that matter? I don't how, know. How, I'm sorry, but how <laughs> will coffee Oh my God. Drink? Don't even get me fucking started on coffee. <laughs> how will drinking coffee affect my ability to go to, to the temple or mm-hmm. to heaven, you know? Yeah. Like what's so funny is they're like, you're so like, you get addicted to this and that. 
People get addicted to the fucking church. Yeah. They definitely. do. And honestly, it's an abusive, it's an emotionally abusive relationship. Yeah. And how many Mormon moms are like addicted to their Diet, Diet Coke? Coke. Mm-hmm. But coffee, no, coffee's a problem. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Um, here, I have a, an anecdote. Yes, let's hear it. <laughs> I did, I went to church with my family a few weeks ago because I was visiting. And, you know, now that I'm out, it's kind of like, it's kind of fun to go <laughs> to and see, just like, see what, what they say. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> so I can talk about it. But um, <laughs> With me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I went to Young Women's with my sisters, which if you don't know what that is, that's for the youth. The female. The, the, the female, female youth, youth. Because in the church, gender is binary. binary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but one of the leaders was like, yeah, alcohol and coffee, they're just so addictive. And then she was like, what if you are drunk driving and you hit someone and then you have to live with that? <sighs> but coffee is not... It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's just a caffeinated beverage, but mm-hmm. so is Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. And I would argue... Coffee's that healthier. The Diet Coke is worse for you. It, it, but yeah. that's just me. No, anyway. It's true. My I just don't understand the whole coffee thing. No, me either. I never will. So. And my therapist is literally Mormon. <laughs> but she, she classifies herself as a Buddhist Mormon. I'm obsessed with that. I know. She's that's so amazing. cute. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, I totally get it. I have been addicted. <laughs> like, I've been, like, so deep in the coffee <laughs> grind before, you know. But she's like, that comes from a bean yeah. Like soda comes bean. from sugar. Mm-hmm. So. What? Anyway. Wake up, members of the church. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> this is the time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, but it's it's the time to, you know, <laughs> to uh, take up your pitchforks. <laughs> I no, don't, don't do that. No, we don't condone violence. We don't. Um, anyway. Be nice to people. Yes, please. But also just drink coffee if you want to drink coffee. Know, like God. no one's holding a gun to your head to drink coffee. Yeah. No one's holding a gun to your head to do drugs. Like hopefully not, right? Yeah. But don't give in to peer pressure. No peer pressure. Like honestly, <laughs> just do something because you want to do it and if it's safe. Mm-hmm. You and know? Coffee is safe. Yeah. You're not going to die from <laughs> it. Also, I feel like the majority of people who drink alcohol are they drink responsibly. Yeah. But members of the church just have this skewed perception of people who do that. Because there are mm-hmm. some stories, of course, of, you know, people dying mm-hmm. from being hit by a drunk driver or whatever. But I mean, yeah, I have personal history with that yeah. um, in my family. Mm-hmm. One of my brothers-in-law and nieces were killed by a drunk driver. And sure, that uh, it happens. That really fucking sucked and hurt, and still yeah. does. But that doesn't mean any person that ever drinks alcohol. I'm like, you're going to hell, <laughs> you know? Because I know so many people who, yeah, they drink, but they will never drive. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. have set that intention early, yeah, and they're like unwavering. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't like change who you are as a person if you drink. Yeah, but <laughs> in that lesson, they were just like, oh, you won't be able to think anymore, and you'll make bad decisions. And, you know, does it affect your judgment? Yes, it does. <laughs> but, yeah, they just have no frame of reference Mm-mm. for how those things actually work, and mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Yeah, no, so. for sure, because there are so many things out there that can impair your judgment. Your emotions impair your judgment. Exactly. 
it doesn't have to be a substance. And yeah, I mean, you might make bad choices, but that it's really about like, where are you, if you're doing drugs, where are you doing them? If you're drinking alcohol, where are you drinking it? Like, are you in a safe place? Are you with people you trust? Like that's, that's the difference. It's not because you're inebriated, bad things will happen to you. Yep. It's people. It's always people. And it goes right back to agency. Agency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but see, we believe in agency to make your own choice and to do what makes you feel happy. Yeah, do what's and best for you, bitch. Not, hell yeah. And not the <laughs> skewed version of what the LDS church considers agency. Yeah. Wow, we got on a real we tangent did. about agency there. Because we did. <laughs> this is about FHE, this <laughs> one. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah, so there, there's just tons of lessons in here that it's just reiterating what you already hear every Sunday as <laughs> a member of the church. Yeah. That's all it is. So I don't know why it has to be yet another night. Like it's just dedicating your life to this religion. Like, and for what? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, what do you really, really truly get out of it? Do you find out who you are when you're doing Everything exactly the same as everyone else that you associate with? No. No. What was the point? Like yeah. to go back to the plan of salvation, right? Mm -hmm. The whole thing was Jesus's plan was <laughs> for us to come to earth and have agency and blah, blah, blah. Satan was like, well, if they go down there, I'll just make sure they do what we want and then they come back. Mm -hmm. Is that not what we're doing? Like, are we not <laughs> just, if like, according to the church's current plan or whatever like that's we're doing what satan wanted right like yep what <laughs> jesus wanted was us for to for according us to come down to the mormon church yeah. according to the mormon church yes of course but we came here from the pre-existence the pre-mortal life whatever and <laughs> we were born and we started making choices and apparently at eight years old we make can make the choice to get baptized and all of your sins that you committed before age eight are washed away, and now you're responsible to at repent. age eight. Yeah, for all the new sins. So eight years of your life versus what, like 80 years of your life? Yeah. You have to make a decision when you're eight years old. After being, after having these family home evening lessons mm -hmm. every week mm -hmm. for your whole life, mm -hmm. how? what other choice would you make? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow, this whole podcast is just going to be us getting hated. Lots of rants. Yeah. So it's fun. Honestly, if you made it this far, we probably like you. <laughs> <laughs> we do like yeah, you. We do we like appreciate you. you. Tell your friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's really what this is. Is it's just going to be <sighs> church rants, going hard Queer rants, mm -hmm. sex ed rants. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. I'm excited. I get think pumped. So too. Yeah. Get pumped. And uh, but yeah, that's you know. Our experience with FHE in general, we want to reclaim the FHE title, <laughs> um, hence the Fruity Horny Exmos. Um, yes. We're really jazzed and excited about that name and just the whole premise of this podcast. So hopefully, <laughs> if you're listening, um, <laughs> you enjoyed what you listened to. And I hope so. There will be plenty more rants where that came from. Yes. How do they close FHE? Do you remember? It was with a prayer. Yeah, they always like do a prayer and sing a song or something. Okay. Well, um, our prayer is that. <laughs> <laughs> is what? Um, 
Dear Heavenly Mother. Just <laughs> Dear, no, we're not yes. doing this. Yeah, no, let's. We're, we're not, not actually going to say a prayer. No, no, no. Just kidding. But, just kidding. But um, our prayer, our hope, our manifestation for you is that you will do what makes you happy. Yes, exactly. Whether that is staying in the church or not, yeah. I literally don't care. Do what Absolutely. you want. No, for sure. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah, that's all. That's all we're about is yep. you finding out who you are in or out of the church and just feeling happy and content and also don't take um human rights away from other people <laughs> please don't please don't it's been a rough week it's been a rough week for uh for human rights human rights so anyway we'll talk about that another time yep. let's not get into that right now because i will go off <laughs> yes i know so but anyway that's our manifestation for you all listening um Please be sure to check out any future episodes. Like we said, we will be hardcore ranting about <laughs> pretty much anything in the sphere that our title, um, you know, states. So yeah. keep an eye out for it. Keep an ear out for it. And thanks for joining us for this episode of the FHE podcast. We hope the rest of your week will be just as fruity and horny as this episode. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. We out. We out. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>